So have you been able to uh, make any plans about bringing those pigeons up to the middle of nowhere with you? Um, I'm going to bring one of my horsemen up. My black one. The one with the, the one we did the amputation on. Oh, okay. I'm going to bring him up because, uh, well, first of all, he's black. He's like a, a, a black bar. Yeah. And I'm going to bring him up because I think he looks like a big old crow. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. There's a lot of ravens up here. I saw a bald eagle two weeks ago. That's cool. That was really neat. But uh, there are a few bird of prey around. But I think I'll have a better chance if I fly a blackbird. What do you think? I think that's what sa- my saving grace out here is ravens. There was a guy who posted on one of the, I don't know, one of the Facebook pigeon groups about how many birds are you losing every year? And I mean, like but one to two, you know, and really those are only if I do like a far release. Because when I'm flying out here, I typically don't get that. And then, man, some of these people are like, one guy put on there, every time I fly my birds, I'm losing a bird. Well, rollers will you can have that with the rollers if that's what he's flying oh, man, um, that's hard how do you yeah, get anywhere like, how do you do any breeding like how do you, if you're losing a bird every time you fly or do you just not fly i mean that's that's heavy losses right there i've lost a few and i even got the one on video that one time uh which is a rather impressive video I, oh was, yeah i remember that yeah Where he was coming you know at you. as much of a bummer as it was it's still, uh, it was, uh, um, you know, I was rooting for the birds the whole time. Come on, guys, you can do it. You could probably hear me in the background hollering. Oh, yeah. It's it's a rather impressive show, and it went on for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know? uh, but, hey, if you're going to, I mean, the fact of the matter is, if you're going to fly birds, you no longer have the control of the cage. So yeah, things true. happen. Yep. Things happen. Especially just, doing drops and stuff. You know, you're going 40 miles away from home. That's a lot of territory they're covering. A lot of different scenarios. They're probably going to come across a bird of prey or something else. I I worry more about them smashing into something than uh than running into a, a hawk. Um you know the the homers, the homers I've had had no problems with the the hawk or any of that. Um, they tend to actually fly towards the hawk. If they see the hawk on a telephone pole, they'll circle him. They'll circle him and and they'll they'll keep making passes at him until the hawk moves. Huh. Yeah. But the rollers now, you know, we talk about things happening. Heck, I raised a roller from a pair of birds that I got from. Uh, from the club auction and that was um that was that grand champion pair oh yeah 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 okay so uh i raised up a, <laughs> a baby and it was in the breeder loft i didn't have anything to fly it with and it was bright white so i didn't want to just turn it loose it got loose one day out of the kit box i just just started to settle it and he got loose i think it was when we were fir- we were just putting him in there that day and that little bugger he took off he made two laps and never came back Mm. that's a roller you know things happen 
sometimes you know and he wasn't meant to be turned loose yet though that's the you know, I guess that's the big kicker is is it just he was very strong he was eaten with the breeders so he was full of high protein feed yeah, yeah. full tank he wasn't hungry so he had no reason to come home yeah yeah and he just bounced so I mean things happen you know we got enough of them to to keep going but yeah once you turn them loose man anything can happen really unless uh i don't know if you can hear in the background right now man my uh my parlor rollers are starting to really cool it up right now I can, yeah i can hear them just a tad yeah, bit i don't uh, think anybody will hear it parlor rollers Over. though i mean you, you could turn them loose i mean <laughs> when i'm done when i take them to the park and i roll them i just let them walk around when they're done you know yeah they're not gonna go anywhere and you know sort of a, a bop coming down and spotting them but it was funny my uh my little boy you know he just, chickens yeah that's what they look like you know with tiny ones but yeah my little boy he just just learned how to walk and so he's out there trying to catch them and you know they cannot walk him and then so he was crawling and so he was down on the ground and then it rolled backwards into his face and it didn't know what to do <laughs> it was funny that's that's how my folks taught me how to walk they turned me loose with the chickens yeah with the chickens trying to catch them yeah you gotta you gotta be fast but no that's you know i can even turn them loose in my shop here and everything but you know yeah the breeding season will be starting up here for a lot of people in december and you know get them get them young ones coming out for january and stuff but hey um, yeah i'm starting up i posted right. up on on the podcast page there my uh my new nest boxes dude i like it i like that setup man that looks cool it's it's so simple and straightforward yeah uh, for the cost of a five gallon pail and a dollar tree dog bowl you yes. got a nest box well that's guys, that's perfect though check so that out we've been getting a lot of requests about how to get started and and i know we did we did an episode for how to get started before and let's just clear this up yeah, when, when we first started putting some of these together, some of those first episodes, the episode, the audio was kind of wonky on it. We were getting it figured out. Sorry about that, but here we go. We're going to do one on, for beginners again because multiple people have hit us up about it. And like Chris has set up right there, you know, let's, let's kind of get people started in the right direction, whatever level, if you're going breeder style with a loft or a pigeon as a pet. So, um, well, hey, let's... Let's first yep. start off by uh, oh, giving us the opener here, Chris. You said you wanted to do the uh, soccer football one. Let me hear it. Is that what I said? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I said, Phil? Yeah, man. You've been bugging me about it, man. Just do it. <laughs> hey, that's Phil and I'm Chris. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> uh, so that... I. I, I kind of consider that little loft uh, like a dove coat, man, with all the mm. the whites in it and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Get like uh, five thousand buckets and stack them all up facing inside. Have like a, a new age dove coat because some of those dove coats, I mean, they held thousands of birds. Or, I mean, they're like a tower. Yeah. Did you see the one? Did you see the uh, pigeon ranch in California? The one that washed away? No. They're, um, the largest pigeon ranch in the world used to be in California on a river and uh, the birds actually drank out of the creek and everything It's there's oh, some good cool. documentation on it you gotta just google it check it out but they uh, it was all um, 
Big Kings, I think, but it was the largest squab farm in, in the oh. country or the world or whatever. But wow. uh, the fresh water source that they were next to inevitably took them out. So what gave them life took it all away. Lasted for, you know, it seemed, seems like it was a short time, but they had like, uh, I want to say 5,000, but that seems real. Uh, that seems like a small number compared to what I saw in the picture. Yeah. Lots of birds though, man. Right. And they were farming them. That's what they were doing. Yeah. But, uh, so what do you need to start into pigeons? You need a, uh, well, first you need a pigeon, right? Right. I mean, and, you know, so one of the questions was, what's a good breed to start with? And I mean, my personal opinion would be like some breeds not to start with. Like, so I would, I would recommend staying away from some of these like fancier breeds. If you're just getting started, I don't want to say go out there and grab a feral, but I mean, I think a homing pigeon is, there's more of them. They're probably easier to find and come up on and they're just as intelligent and everything else. I mean, they, that'd be a good, good starter right there. What do you think? Yeah, they're very durable. A good racer is a, is a nice durable yeah, pigeon. That's a good way to describe it. They are durable. They can kind of take a little bit of messing up on the owner's part and still come back. <laughs> well, some of them make it through dove season and lose their legs and still return home. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's things like that. They're they're tough, man. They're just they're tough. There's some some good stories out there about pigeons getting into an accident or whatever and losing a leg or or whatever and still returning home and they're still alive today so uh, that's a good good one um the one i recommend is the one i started with uh the classical frill satinette is what we started with yeah and if you google what ones make the best pets that's in there it's like lahore's and then uh the classic frills are like in the top three too yeah. So they, they must have, have a, a decent temperament and you know good relationship with people. And... They have an incredible personality, much like mine. Um, <laughs> they're not approachable. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something I think every beginner should know. One pigeon is a lot of fun. One pigeon is a lot of fun. When they bond with you, they're they can become very interactive. They're they're a lot of fun, and people will look at you. You know, you got a pigeon, weird, but they all think it's cool. Loki, though, it's cool. But when you get, when you say, oh, my pigeon needs a friend, and you pair that pigeon up with another pigeon, it just ain't the same. Be ready for that. Because once they start doing pigeon things and start breeding, pairing off, they become territorial. Start talking behind your back and pigeon. Yeah, they go to slap you. They give you the pow pow, you know. Or or um so my my little frill, she uh she can grab a hold. And it doesn't hurt. You know, they, they don't have no power, but um they're pretty aggressive about it. But that's something I think every beginner should know. Yeah. And honestly, I mean if you're going for a pet, uh, yeah, it's not like a dog or I mean, I don't know, cats, whatever, but yeah, when you get when you get more than one, it does change. But I think like we get more than one dog, like it's it's still there's still like that pet. But yeah, with pigeons, it's different. I mean, ours. I like the I like having just the one because then it also just gets that much more handling time and um, yeah, like you say, the personality and everything really develops more in that way. But and, and it's, it's a lot less work. 
<laughs> yeah, that too. I mean, yeah, because so you're talking cages and stuff like that. You definitely want to get something with a pull-out tray. You know, get something that's not going to be a headache to clean. A wire floor with a pull-out tray is the most hygienic. Yeah, and and that's one thing. You know, uh, everything should be hygienic. Their waters. You need a, a water that they cannot defecate in. You don't want their dirty, dirty feet in there. You don't want them bathing in their water. You don't want them crapping in their water. That's the like the easiest number one way to uh, to get a sick pigeon. Yeah, and it's like the most common way that when birds do get sick, it's because of that. So get the bullet style where it looks like a bullet with a rounded top where they can't get on top of it, and the sides just have holes in them to stick their heads through. And you can make one, you know, they've... Sure. You can them. make them, a, I mean, for one bird, you could make it out of a juice jug. <laughs> That'd be a very simple way. Just cut a hole on the side of it at an appropriate height, and, you know, keep some water in that bad boy. Uh, pigeons don't drink like chickens. They don't, they don't lap it up. They put their whole face in it. First time you'll see it, you get pigeons <laughs> thirsty. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of that stuff could be DIY, like... Even if you go bigger, like you did with your loft, and you use five-gallon buckets for their nesting, um, uh-huh. you know that's that's one way to do it right there. That's that's efficient. You know the nest the nest bowls. You don't have to get nest bowls. A lot of guys are using just these uh, the dog bowls from the dollar store. I started using those. I had a pigeon. I told you about this that I had it in one of those vented nest bowls where there's slots in there. I had the same thing happen. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about, yep. and it's the, so disgusting. The little leg, the little pigeon leg got stuck down in there and they, you know, you check it every day, but then by the next day it's all swolled up. So I had to cut that nest bowl around its leg and pull it out and it healed up 100%, but just, ah, just unnecessary. I've never had that happen with the dog bowls from the dollar store. Uh, yeah, I've had losses in those bowls that you're talking about. I hate it. The vending um, ones. Yeah yeah so yeah um, dog, a dog bowl you know the even if you just got one pigeon i mean our, our house pigeon has a nest bowl in there and you know it works good and you know, i even use the uh, dog bowls in my breeder loft too for all the breeders to use as well so yeah that's your bird's bed yeah i mean they'll hang out there you can throw a little perch up in there there's a lot of posts on the uh the facebook group for the pigeons as pets about you know what are good toys and stuff and i have a uh I have two actually two car mirrors in my breeder loft you know just for them to kind of play with or whatever but uh, a bell on a string you know just something for them to peck at or whatever but you know that's that's kind of you know that's more in the realm of pets which is definitely a growing it's even like a new side of the hobby that's kind of coming back i mean it's been around but it's getting pretty popular again well the poppy i don't know if it's gotten more popular or you know per capita i think it probably is you know kind of staying staying the same but we've got so many more people in this world now you know what i'm saying yeah i could say it's very popular among certain people but i think it's i think it's probably holding on you know pretty good the dynamic is changing a little bit the one loft races have changed all that so on and so forth club club wise anyway yeah, and that's the side of it too. I guess we're kind of, I guess I'm I'm really talking a lot of pet stuff, but yeah, the the other sides of it, you know, if if you want to get into the fancy pigeons and you want to have a little loft or something like that, 
Roman yeah. pigeons, especially, you know, their lofts are basically just uh, gym lockers. They're not much of anything. You can go online and look any of these things up, Pinterest and stuff like that, for how to build a loft. And you're building a loft based on what you're doing. If you if you are oh, I'm all about this one breed of pigeon, and then it's a fancy breed or something like that, all lofts will have a general design. You know, we've talked about this before with ventilation, but not drafty. You want to keep all the droppings dry. Uh, a square foot per bird is kind of minimum. I think most guys go above and beyond that. Or they should, at least in my opinion. I, I like going a little bit more than that. Well, it, and that doesn't mean that your your cage is 12 inches by 12 inches. It means that you have a square foot of floor space per bird. Yeah. So like say an eight by 10, that's supposedly big enough for, uh, that would be big enough for 80 birds. <laughs> you know how many birds I have in my eight by 10? 12. Well, uh, <laughs> the image that came in my head is those uh you walk into those little boxes and they blow money around and you're stuffing money in your shirt <laughs> like that's, that's what it, that's, that's what, what it looks I, like in the, yeah that's what it, it looks like in the homer loft <laughs> 80 of those birds in a little spot like that i don't know that's 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 pushing it man that's pretty tight um but as that, far as that's the math and so you gotta keep that in uh, mind because, yeah because uh and you're, it's not necessarily right. And you're going to have to just something that cramped with that many birds, the cleaning, you'll be in there every day, you know, just trying to stay on top of it. And, you know, we've, we've, we've discussed this before and I, I don't know if this is a tried and true fact that something I believe is that as long as you have good ventilation and it's not drafty and your droppings are dry, it does seem like it's better to let the droppings stay in there. You know, don't let it pile up for a feet or nothing, but don't oh, don't go in there every day and you know some guys bleach never, it all out yeah yeah some guys never clean i have birds in, right now that came from lofts where the first time i visited the droppings were roughly two feet high mm-hmm. and i asked them i said hey bud what's you know um i'm curious what's your take on this and he said uh well for in his his lofts were facing west, which is the hottest part of the, you know, yeah. out here. That's to me that sounded like crazy talk, you know. Have it have the west sun facing the, the loft. That sounds dangerous, but uh, they're kind of tough, you know. They they can stand the heat, but he said keep the droppings dry. It's not a problem, and that was why he put them towards the west. You know, now I've backed off a lot on cleaning. So what I've been doing in the in the breeder loft is I'm just scraping the floor and I'm pushing it all to the side. So yeah. I'm not walking in the poop. I'm pushing it all under the purchase. Yeah, and the idea is that it keeps their immune system stuff. It's not harming right. the bird at all, but just a no. little bit of exposure to it over a period of time just keeps their immune systems up. and. You know that was that's a hard lesson learned if uh you know for me it was it was i because i used to every day go in there clean 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 because you hear about you got to keep it clean you got to keep it clean well i think what you got to keep clean is the water and the food you got to keep that clean absolutely you don't want to ingest the stuff you know no no and that's it you need as long i've i've begun to believe that as long as you don't because they're perching animals you're going to provide them perches you're not going to hang out on the floor unless there's something really interesting down there 
Right. Yeah. Oh, they they fight and, for that high perch. I mean, that's what they want. Right. So that's that's one thing about it. You know, a dirty floor doesn't necessarily make their feet dirty. Right. You know, if they're if those droppings are dry, it ain't gonna stick to them. You don't poop where you eat. You don't drink where you eat, or you don't drink where you poop. And one of the other things I'll say is, so depending on what aspect you're getting into racing, fancy or whatever, subscribe to some magazines. Uh, Purebred Pigeons, an awesome one. I really like that one. That's a really good. Um, it's they they go into some racing, but it's mostly fancy. It's about you know the little they'll kind of spotlight different fancy breeds every two months well first of all before you even do that you have to you have to subscribe and like and share to the uh, all about pigeons podcast pages that's yeah. i mean i thought that was like a given yeah yeah that that's is big. you should do that before you get a pigeon <laughs> that's like, right for real before yeah a little, sh- little shameless self-advertising there right yeah um, no but for <laughs> he's right yeah, pure, purebred pigeon i mean if you can get your hand on some of the old american pigeon journals you know those are those are just so awesome i wish that the i wish that was still going but yeah. um, that's a good i've one. got i've got the um well i'm up when i'm up here sitting quiet i read my roller book hmm. i'm yeah. still on that same book uses the okay yeah there's and yeah you can even go to amazon and look at you know specific breeds or whatever you're looking to get into i mean We've had some pretty awesome uh, authors come on here. Uh, you know, David Henderson has some really good roller books. David Shoemaker has ones on racing pigeons and genetics. There's a, there's there's a whole bunch that you can even find online if you're looking for that. The NPA, join the NPA. That's I know that's just an American thing. We got like listeners in like ten different countries, but find you know there's something where you are guaranteed almost anywhere you go. I mean, especially if you're in europe and stuff like that that's they're really big over there so find a club find a find a magazine that you can subscribe to clubs are a good way to also get your birds too because you can handle the bird you can talk to the person breeding it, you can see it you know it's it's a really good way of doing it sometimes um, pet shops and stuff like that will even have pigeons but i think i think going to a pigeon club show where there's actually pigeon fanciers your odds are getting a better bird are a little bit higher my partner in crime works for a pet shop one of the largest pet shops in the country i don't recommend a pet shop yeah. uh, that's just me the best birds i've ever gotten have come from you know folks that are pigeon keepers yeah yeah and even um, if you're getting their cold birds it's still a better starting point it is yeah yeah because it well i guess there's two reasons for me one is genetics usually you get a poorly bred bird unless it's you know it's it's somebody's call and then uh two is is health wise you know the i've never had real i've never had any kind of luck with with animals from pet stores you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah no i mean it's I think that's how pet stores do it with almost all their pets really you know you get that's that's how you get a returning customer you know but yeah you know that's any place where you can go to where there's already people that are in that hobby that's just that's going to be a good way to get started off with it yeah you're going to get get a mentor yeah find somebody that knows you know find figure out what you want to what you want to raise what style of bird you want to raise and surround yourself by those people 
And it um, should be obvious at this point that pigeon people love talking about pigeons. So right. you find right. somebody who's been doing this for a long time and you know you want to ask them questions, they'll typically be more than happy. I mean, that's been my experience at least. You know, if we've had a lot of good mentors and you know a lot of good experience that's been shared. Right. And if you want to another thing, uh, if you if you want to do something competitive, whether it be show or racing or rollers or even powders beef birds um find somebody who's successful find some not just somebody that has birds if you're getting if you're going to compete and you want to learn find somebody that's been successful that's been there and a good way to find i mean facebook groups there's so many facebook groups for pigeons internationally there's so many facebook groups and you can find specific breeds at least here in the states almost every city or every state is going to have some kind of club even if it's just a racing club or a roller club but there'll be there's specialty breeds clubs and you know i'm sure it's the same thing i know like australia is really big in it obviously europe and stuff like that so you can you can find some of these facebook groups and even just throw it out there and see if there's anything shows happening in your area or anybody that's breeding a, a specific breed that you want to get into and have questions about you know you can even just post questions right on there too so and i know not everybody's on facebook or whatever but the internet still exists so you can always just google it too sure and there's there's all kinds of good info out there there's some that's not so good but i'm not here to talk about that uh, where yeah. you know well this is a topic that we don't have to have uh to interview anybody on because we're beginners <laughs> so absolutely you know that's and where we can talk a lot about of this stuff. stuff a lot of the stuff we're sharing is stuff that we learned the hard way and they're right oh, oh especially the whole <laughs> cleanliness and stuff i mean man you know yeah the serious serious about the droppings leaving the droppings in there and staying dry i think that uh that caused that that caused a lot of issues for me by going in there and trying to keep that place as spick and span as i can you know keep the water and feed super clean for sure but I know my, hey, my yeah my loft manager she uh she bleaches the waters every single day now mm. that's one thing that's required yeah um so we're we're on that we don't put bleach in the water i've heard of some that do i actually know a guy that does uh you know pretty much on a weekly basis but yeah. that's if, not my bag. i don't if, do that if we you're on city if you're on some kind of city water that water has already gone through a treatment and been bleached in my opinion you know it's yeah. it's all clean and ready to go in that aspect i mean to each teach their own in that way i will say that um one one of a one thing that could be kind of a heads up is when you do get a new bird just uh just know that all birds carry within them certain bacterias and other things that their good bacteria will always fight but when a bird gets moved around or shipped, if you, you know, ship a bird to you, that bird's going to get stressed out. The good bacteria is going to go away. And then you're going to, you know, you could have the potential for some of the bad stuff come up. So definitely watch your bird's droppings. That's a big one. Don't, don't freak out or nothing like that. But, you know, keep an eye out for green watery droppings and stuff like that. Because that could be a sign of something else. And you can look up online at, you know, different pictures of, what he's dropping could mean doesn't necessarily mean that's like the tried and true truth right there but um when a bird does get moved around 
sometimes that can happen and that's that like what Chris was saying hard lesson learned for me I had coccidiosis come through my loft and um you know I didn't know what it was at first I had the birds had green droppings and I thought it was coccidiosis and so I put them on a four-in-one treatment and one of the fours was coccidiosis but at that point the coccidiosis was so severe that an all-in-one treatment couldn't really treat it and then my man Chris here turned me on to Corid, which is specific to coccidiosis and it cleared it all up. But at that point I had lost a lot of birds and it was a really hard lesson learned. So do pay attention to the droppings, but also look at how the bird acts. And that's why it's good to get a bird at a show. Cause if you see a bird sitting there, you know, standing on both feet all fluffed up and there's green droppings all around and its eyes are closed. That's not a good sign. You know, it's not want to look at another bird. I think the best way to know how your bird is feeling is with your hands. Mm. Um, pick him up if he feels good in the hand. That's a term that's been around for a gazillion years. Does it feel good in the hand? You want that, you know, bird should feel strong. It should, should feel, you know, nice to you. It shouldn't just feel like a, a lump or so skinny that it's it's yellow sharp or you know you can tell a lot just by handling that pigeon and looking him over does he have bugs does you know yeah, open up the wing open? look for uh, look for any holes in the feathers that means it's got lice or you know some of the different bugs that could be crawling around on it too it's a visual thing you can see that, that's something you lose when you get a bunch of birds because i don't care how uh, passionate you are about it once you start approaching I'd say, man I don't know I'd say 40 birds is a ton at at that point if you intend to handle them all the time yeah um, not like my racers I handle them all the time because I hand pick them when I fly them yeah so once you get over that over a dozen kind of thing you know and if they're a little bit if they're not quite tame you know, you lose that ability to, to handle them all the time. And sometimes schedules just get in the way too, but uh, that's my favorite way to tell the health of any any of my birds is just grab it up. Are you feeling okay, buddy? Let me look at your, let me look you over, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, it's, you gotta also have the time, you know, make sure you got time to put into it as well. It's, it's super cool that there are a lot of people that are, curious about getting started and getting into it that's like the whole thing you know we always say it's all about promotion of the hobby so we, we do want to help in any way that we can you know so you guys give us like we're bringing on a couple of people asked about nutrition and conditioning birds and so we've got some real experts that are going to be coming on and we're going to talk specifically about those things let's see i think we covered most of the different stuff i mean is there anything else you can think of that yeah food water Keep it clean. We touched, we got that. Can't hammer that enough. Um, picking the right bird for you. Decide which, you know, what kind of birds you want. If you just want a bird, I mean, yeah, easy to find one. Yeah. Even like, I like what John DiCarlo said too, when he was like, find a bird that calls to you. Because out of all, you know, the 600 different breeds and stuff, some breeds really do call to me. And those are the breeds that, you're gonna wanna put more energy into, you enjoy, you know, watching them and looking at them and watching them breed and making babies and all that stuff. It's it's cool that way, it's a bird that you like. And 
but I do like the idea if you're if you're just getting started and you know homers like you said they're durable so yeah well yeah. fact is is you're gonna I think that's a good a good way to look at it too fact is is you're gonna put if you find one that you're passionate about you're gonna put a lot better effort into that that particular for sure I mean if you want to learn Modena's you're gonna learn about Modena's <laughs> yeah. you know um, or or whichever but yeah that's a good way to look at it find one that you know maybe not grab the first one you find or maybe do uh, you know you're gonna learn about about that one too yeah. but it's a uh, it's what do you say when you get that pigeon bug it's it's a one-way thing man it, it doesn't stop it's <laughs> you, st- you start off with one and you blink and next thing you know you got a loft and you're breeding them and everything else and they're just they're just super awesome they're a lot of fun to be around and i like the fancies and i like the performing ones i mean they're they're a lot of fun and they all they all bring something different to the table so yeah definitely look for something that you enjoy and you'll be passionate enough about to keep it going for yourself and if you're just and if you're just starting out i don't really think that there's one that that uh you know if you're just getting one i don't think there's one that i would avoid but that's just me i got one modina he's cool you know i got that one sat net was she was awesome when i first got her they're all kind of cool we'll wrap this up and you know if you guys have any other things that you'd like to have us talk about or bring anybody on to get the real experts opinion on this episode is about beginners which is which we are so we felt comfortable enough talking about it with y'all and we just love talking pigeons anyway so that's right thanks for listening to the podcast and uh we'll see you on the next one <laughs>